This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Polish culture and traditions on Polish Waves. Between the Waters, Polish Legacy in New Zealand Charitable Trust presents you with the radio broadcast, Polish Waves. Dzień dobry from Poland. Welcome to August edition of Polish Waves. My name is Sylvia and you are listening to Polish program on Plains FM. This month we will talk... Olympics! So we have Dorota and Tom here. Uh, Welcome. Welcome. We will also share with you some interesting facts about modern games. We will pay tribute to athletes from New Zealand and Poland at Tokyo 2020 Olympics. We will talk to Kiwi Olympian with the Polish last name, surname. We represent Between the Waters Polish Legacy in New Zealand Trust. We advocate and promote Polish heritage as part of New Zealand ethnic identity and provide forum to present, share and celebrate Polish uniqueness. You can look us up on Facebook under Polish Legacy in New Zealand or you can find us on Spotify under Polish Waves. Welcome to our August program. In this program, we are going to talk about the Olympics. Olympics. What else? What else? Olympics. So, each of us prepared a few interesting facts and, and so forth about the Olympics. So, I'll start with the fact that, as everybody knows, Athens in Greece hosted the first modern Olympics ever. The original Olympics began as part of the ancient Greek festival to celebrate the Greek god of sky and weather, and his name was Zeus. The whole competition uh, at that time lasted for up to six months. Can you imagine Olympics that last six months? (laughs) And um, Yeah, that would be (laughs) exhausting, but they had probably nothing else to do at that time. And those Olympics included games like wrestling, boxing, long jump, javelin, discus, and chariot racing. I have uh, gathered a couple or a few of uh, interesting facts about the Olympics. And for example... Do you know that gold, silver and bronze medals of the Olympics were not awarded until 1904? Because during the ancient Olympics in Greece, the winners were awarded with an olive wreath. That wouldn't be the same, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Olive wreath. And who was the most successful Olympian of all times to date? Do you know? 
A swimmer? Yes, Michael Phelps, yes, the, the US swimmer. He yes. earned 28 medals, including 23 gold over four Olympics. Oh. Gee, I wonder what he's doing now. Hmm. Yeah. Retiring. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Original Olympics and Olympic Games were only in the summer. The Winter Olympics only began in 1924. The symbol of the Olympics, the rings, that was designed to include everyone. So it was designed and produced in 1913, and a design was created by Games modern founder Baron Pierre de Coubertin. And there is five colors included in those rings alongside the white backdrop. And those colors are found on the flags of all participating nations, so everyone is represented that way. The overlaps of those ranks represent international cooperation and coming together as athletes and from all over the world. And those ranks represent solidarity, unity among the continents. And I, I just would like to add a couple of things mm -hmm. uh, to what you said. The Olympics in Tokyo are the second Olympic, second time. Second time. Uh, first one was in uh, 1964, and yep. that was one of the most successful Polish Olympics of all times. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and uh, in uh, medal, although we didn't start it that well, <laughs> med medal tally, uh, Poland was seventh uh, oh, in really? Tokyo. So we had a lot of uh, people who eat then as mm -hmm. a. As as mm -hmm. teenagers uh, can remember, like Irena Shevinska. Mm -hmm. Also, so just want to say, uh, I had the experience to be at the Olympics in Sydney, and and uh, I just want to say that uh, during um, Olympics, modern Olympics, what we're not seeing uh, on, on, TV. A, on our TV, yeah. Um, I have seen the charity which is run behind the scenes. Oh, really? And what happens is this, the teams are donating articles for mm -hmm. auction mm -hmm. and and then the money goes towards uh, promoting sport in uh, third world countries. Oh, really? And mm -hmm. yeah, and it was uh, like for me, I have seen um, American Dream Team basketball sold for $100,000. Someone gave $100,000 to get that ball. Just like that? <laughs> just like that. And uh, to me, it was just a shocking experience because I have seen this American guy standing with this 10 years old boy and there was an auction for, for the ball and he just bought it for him. Just like <laughs> but, that? Yeah, but that's what happened. So, so there's a lot of things I think going and yeah. I also remember McDonald's with 20 registers. Because, uh, <laughs> 20 registers <laughs> like in the stations but yeah, but there's uh yeah but uh, tokyo it's the second time around mm -hmm. and for poles for poland was one of the most successful Olympics. there was one other thing interesting about the tokyo olympics because there were four new sports introduced this year do you know what they were bus baseball softball as they call it karate three and uh, three three men basketball yeah something like that skateboarding and sport mm. climbing yeah, okay. Yeah, so that was the four new sports introduced. I think they introduce new sports every single time, but that's common for Olympics. I want to touch base on the torch of the Olympics because I think it's quite spectacular and it's actually happening from the day the old Olympics finishes <laughs> and then it goes, you know, preparation for next Olympics are starting. So the, the Olympic torch, the, the sorry, the flame, 
is always led by the Sun and Olympia in Greece, as this is where the first Greek Games was held. It is led the old-fashioned way in an ancient ceremony at the Temple of Hera in Greece. I don't actually know that. So actresses wearing uh, Greek costumes use a parabolic mirror and sun rays to kindle the torch. Then it's passed from torch to torch in a massive international relay uh, that ends in the host city. New torches are designed for each Olympics and several thousand copies are made. Obviously, it is a great honor to be uh, to become a torchbearer and lots of inspiring people get a, a turn each time. The most interesting one for me, I think, from, from memory was the one when they lit the torch, Olympic torch with the arrow. Where, when was, where was that? In Athens. Yeah, Athens. I think. Yeah, yes. I think it was in Athens. So that was quite spectacular, wasn't it? But it's mm. always a, a good ceremony of that. So those were the most interesting facts. Sorry, one more thing. The Olympic medals were made of solid gold until 1912. At the moment, they are actually not made of gold, pure gold. (laughs) Recent games have given out around 5,000 bronze, silver and gold medals in total. And that's a lot of metal. (laughs) So instead of being created from solid gold, they have uh, first place medals are now covered with six grams of it. So it's not actually solid gold. Now, did you know that in Tokyo 2020 Olympics, the Olympics just finished, medals will contain parts of old electronics. And that's in an effort to make the games more sustainable. So Japanese people before the Olympics, um, Japanese citizens are were donating this material by recycling the old devices. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Women have been allowed to compete in Olympic Games only since 1900. And the 2012 London Games were the first Olympics in which all participating countries sent female athletes. So before, not every single team had female athletes. That was it about from me, from the interesting facts about the Olympics. And we are now going to listen to the Chariots of Fire. Oh, 
Look, I have a couple of things I would like to add to the previous conversation we had on, on Olympics and, and Polish participation and, and also a little bit about New Zealand participation, facts that people might know, might not know. Going back to Olympics, Polish team this year had 211 participants and competed in 137 different disciplines. From a medals point of view, Polish Olympic Committee was projecting 22 medals, but Polish sportsmen um, going back home with 14s. But it was as as well as uh, as good as uh, Olympics in uh, in Sydney in Sydney in 2000 year 2000 Polish team won uh, 14 medals. However, the most successful Olympics were in Moscow, where the Polish uh, team won 32 medals, and in Montreal 26. Overall, Poland, in overall classification, you know, since the modern Olympics game started, is placed on 17th position with 298 medals together. But now going back to 2021 Tokyo Olympics, we just have finished. We had a few achievers. I think one of the biggest surprises in Polish team was 50 kilometers walk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was gold medal for David Tomala, who surprised the whole world and himself and Polish team and and uh, and the whole Poland. So that was nice. We also had a silver medal in uh, javelin, won by Maria Andrejczyk. And do you know that she's actually already putting her medal for auction mm. and the money goes towards a charity? Mm. We also had a, a veteran of Polish uh, hammer throw, Anita Wodarczyk. She won a gold medal and a, and a third uh, bronze medal went also to Polish uh, woman. Same was with Hametro uh, for for the guys. Gold went to Polish guy and uh, bronze to, to to his countrymen. Poles are pretty good in uh, relays. Uh, mixed relay, four hundred meters, four times four hundred meters, won a gold medal with the Olympic and European record. And silver, uh, four times four hundred meters relay for females, was second, and that is. Uh, Super, super team in Poland. They keep winning all competitions. Those are those gorgeous blonde women. Yeah, uh, they call them <laughs> angels. angels. They <laughs> and they are European champions. Uh, the only team well they done. struggle with is American team. And mm. uh, very good team. And it was very nice to watch them. Also from you know European-Polish-New Zealand relations, Polish won the silver medal in canoeing in cave uh, two for 500 meters just behind the uh, New Zealand team. That was uh, K2 to, to girls. On, yeah, they on were the standing next to each other yes. on the podium. Uh, yeah, and, and also was a some bronze medal in wrestling and bronze medal in uh, canoeing K4, 500 meters. But the uh, team was large and uh, and was really nice to say that the Poles participating and being very successful. But when you look at the New, uh, New Zealand team, in the medal tally, uh, New Zealand uh, was placed on 13th place, so it was ahead of Poland. And the team was going uh, went home with 20 medals, which is versus uh, 18 medals at the previous Olympics, so there's improvement. And everyone knows really all the the results, so it's probably not point to, to sort of keep recalling names and positions, but there are different statistics run about Olympics, and there's one statistic run for uh, countries with more than one million people population, and they look how many, like medals per, per how many citizens. I'm not sure whether you know, but New Zealand is the best country in the world when it comes to 
uh, medal per capita. Yeah. And yeah, and New Zealand um, has one medal uh, from the last Olympics, one medal per 240,000 people in the country, citizens. So the average, and, and in comparison, Australia has 554,000 people per one medal won by mm-hmm. a national team. And there's always someone at the back. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, the Indonesia has one medal per 273 million. And look, not, uh, I'm not trying to be... <laughs> but India has one medal per 276 million. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's obviously it shows how sporty New Zealand is, especially when you know how many people are playing different games, netball, mm-hmm. rugby. And so it's a small group of people who really do... Games, I guess are, it is good to uh, acknowledge the achievements of all people because they, they train and participate and try to try and do best, I guess. so. You know. Yeah, but I know and um, it's a very sporty country. You know, the, the, the first participation, the pop, first uh, New Zealand national team went to Olympics in 1920. That was seventh uh, Olympics. That team had uh, two runners, one rower and one 15 years old, 15 years old swimmer. Prior to that, New Zealand team was competing as a part of Australasian team, and they went to Olympics in 1908 and 1912. And, you know, the biggest ob- obstacle was the travel because uh, it was so far away. So only when international jet travel was introduced in the 50s, that's when the participation of New Zealand national team has increased. And one of the biggest obstacles New Zealand had and has is that we are on the southern hemisphere. So what it means is that people sort of, sort of do the preparation in the winter and they work towards having peak performance in the summer. That's when most competitions will happen. But in New Zealand, our athletes, they train when, when in Europe is, uh, is the winter, but they have to perform when in Europe is summer. So they are really challenged by, by the fact that they live on the Southern Hemisphere. And yeah, and only three times our Olympians had the opportunity to perform with the right calendars with that was during the Olympic uh, Games some Olympic Games in Melbourne in 56 2000 in Sydney and 2016 in Rio de Janeiro yes I thought I would just add those few words to what we have said before Mm, so let's listen to the Tokyo 2020 victory ceremony hymn here we are
In a special edition of our program, we are going to be joined by a special guest all the way from America. We are going to have a conversation with the Kiwi Olympian with Polish roots. So she is the Cantabrian girl that lives now in America, and her name is Joanne Kisanowski. And here's Sylvia talking to her over the phone. Hello. Hi. Nice How to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I can hear you that you are really, really busy. So you just uh, flew somewhere. <laughs> from somewhere so tell us where are you now so i just flew up to seattle so i live mostly in the u.s and yeah i was just um at my home base um just south of la so in laguna and i just flew up to seattle i lived in seattle for gosh about 10 years on and off so i just flew up here today to spend time with a lot of friends up here for just over a week before i go off to my next race yeah i direct a team over here like it's a it's a us professional women's cycling team so i direct them um, all over the world and so we have our next block of races coming up next weekend so i'm just i've got a little bit of time off between races so oh. i came up to seattle <laughs> so great great that we had a chance to catch you actually in between and you made a time yeah, to actually awesome. you know to talk to us it's uh, it's beautiful so you are kiwi living and racing a uh, yeah. bike in us and your brother is a well-known coastal coast runner and your sister was a competitive bike racer we know yeah. your cousin tony fuller and uh, from the same family kisanowski family and he's also yeah. a racer sporty family coincidence maybe polish gents or a lot of support <laughs> from parents <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows, right? Um, if there was some, you know, sporting genes in the Polish ancestors that came over <laughs> many definitely. years ago. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, like, really supportive parents. Yeah, they supported me, like, you know, right from when I was a teenager and even even really from primary school, you know, we're a very sporty family and grew up, you know, going to um, athletics training because my mom was a runner. So, you know, I have um, a brother and sister, so we all all went to track and field and, you know, raced that and, you know, did netball, and mm. soccer and tennis and yeah. all the sports. Secondary school, Marian College as well, very sporty. Yeah, and, yeah, that's actually when I got into cycling, which is kind of random because, um, yeah, there were no other cyclists at the school when I went there. And, yeah, it ended up being actually in my in the Kizanowski genes on both sides really my my mother's maiden name is Watson and we ended up finding out that there was cycling on both sides of my family um, after I got into it so yeah I started as like a 15 16 year old at Marion College and mm. I would go and ride out to tie tap mm. and do like the Wednesday schools racing after yes. school <laughs> so um, but yeah it was very it was quite strange because I was the only person that did that and my teachers always thought it was just the strangest thing and friends that I would just ride my bike out to tie tap to go into a race. They were like, that's like 15 kilometers away or something. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, it's not that far, you know. <laughs> and so was... I guess like yeah, early on, I was always a little, you know, different and um, yeah, wanted to do something different. So, um, but yeah, it was great actually doing the school sports on a Wednesday. You know, he finished, I think he still finished school early on a Wednesday, if I'm not yes. mistaken. At yes. 2.30, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the whole do, schools around yeah, Christchurch, yeah. they finished early to actually play sports. 
more than yesterday where we were actually chatting on Instagram. Uh, yes, I was supervising badminton, very exciting games. Actually, uh, Marianne won, you know, <laughs> no surprise. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And you will be probably really uh, interested because your name was mentioned on the last assembly when the principals were talking about Olympics and actually, you know, your oh. name was mentioned that we have, you know, very uh, ex-student that uh, did really, really well because I believe you competed in 2004, 2008 and 2012 for yes, New exactly. Zealand. Yes. How does it feel to, to represent your country, actually? It's so special and, um, yeah, I'm always um, a very proud Kiwi, you know, living over here in the States now. So, yeah, but I've always been a proud Kiwi and, of course, that was, you know, my dream to go to the Olympics um, and represent New Zealand. So, yeah, so 2004 and 2008 I competed in the road race and then in 2012 I did the track cycling and I did the Omnium um, and that was my best result there in London. All three Olympics were just, like, you know, very, like, yeah unique experiences and um yeah i feel very fortunate to have had all of them and you know just had yeah great experiences at all three and you know watching other sports and um, obviously competing myself and then you know meeting all the other new zealand sports people as well and watching them compete was um was also a highlight Mm, definitely and you can use these experiences later when you train other people you know and you, you can prepare them probably based on your experience because you you yeah, competed sure. yeah you have a polish surname kesanowski so how often yeah. people ask you where the name come from and what do you tell them yeah no quite a lot actually because especially here in you know in the usa a lot of Polish people as well and so you know a lot of people know when they see my name they're like oh Polish you know where did you come from so you know from a New lot Zealand of people <laughs> on the realize, boat on the yeah, boat yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but a lot of people you know even in New Zealand too they they understand that that name is probably Polish you know ending in SKI mm. so <laughs> but I understand you know all about the name and how it was changed also mm. you know when our ancestors came over so that mm. was quite interesting like talking to my father about that and it's really interesting just the you know the history and uh, when they came over and the Kizanowskis you know a lot of them are obviously in Christchurch you know and a lot in the marshland mm. area you know exactly. on farms so um mm. so that's that's what we do and it's just so interesting to hear the story of them and it was Valentine and Anna yeah they came over not exactly sure of the exact date but like my dad thought 1868 but maybe it was more like 1872 enjoy Thames as much and somehow they made their way down to Christchurch and got the house on the farm that's literally like across the farm from us you know mm -hmm. it's just across the paddock so where we live now it's just over the back of our property and that's mm -hmm. their original homestead um, mm -hmm. where they came to and that's where my granddad grew up as well in that same house so it's just yeah it's pretty incredible to to know you know that the that property has you know been in the family for so many years yeah it's mm -hmm. really special 
Yeah, Joanne, you'll probably be interested to know that next year we are going to celebrate 150 years of the arrival to New Zealand. Mm. And um, so so there will be celebrations. So if you can make it to New Zealand sometime next year, please join us in celebrations. But we'll update you on this in a due course. Oh, great. Oh, that's yeah, that's really exciting. That's really nice. Yeah, I'm sure my family will be um, really interested in that. Polish Waves program is sponsored by Polish Embassy in Wellington, as well as the Polish Legacy in New Zealand Trust, which is preserving the history that you already know uh, a little bit and you can learn more and heritage of the first Polish settlers to New Zealand. And as we mentioned, yes, they arrived in 1872. So there is a question. Do you know much about Poland? Have you ever visited actually Poland? No, and it's it's crazy because one year um, when I was um, making the switch back to track cycling, they actually had the track world championships in Poland, yeah. and I was desperately trying to make the team, and I didn't make the team that year. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I didn't make the team. Like that, that one time that I get to race in Poland. Yeah, I would have had lots of support, you know. <laughs> you would. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I will, yeah, I, I travel a lot in Europe. Once everything calms down, you know, there'll be the chance to even, you know, cross the border over into, uh, over into Poland one day, I'm sure. I'm often, you know, at races even, you know, for example, in Germany. Um, I've raced a lot in Germany. And so, you know, sometimes I was so close to the border and mm-hmm. wasn't able to cross it, you know, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. We just didn't have mm-hmm. time or, you know, I was racing. So... Um, so. But yeah, there'll definitely be a time in the future mm, where mm. Um, I will go back and, you know, visit the village, you know, mm, where, yeah, um, yeah. You know where they were great. from. Yeah. yeah. So your next, your next challenge would be to learn some Polish, Joanne. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I love languages and, you know, mm-hmm. I speak uh, German and I speak Italian. Mm. And then I actually studied Japanese all through high school um, and into university. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely into languages. So, yeah, if, if I go there for sure, I will be, you know, brushing up and, you know, learning the some of the key phrases. Yeah, we, sure. we can help you. <laughs> we can help you with this. This is no problem for yeah. us because, you know, we speak Polish. Yeah. But uh, can you remember maybe any of the traditions or celebrations that you celebrated in uh, in your home, like Polish traditions? Nope. We had, we didn't, yeah, to be honest, we didn't do anything, you know, traditional um, Polish growing up. So I don't know. I think it was just too far, uh, too far removed, Mm, you know, um, mm. from my, from my father um, Mm. and even, even his father, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was his great granddad. It was just too, too far removed um, to have any traditions or foods or anything like that. It's carried with women probably most most of the time usually than than males. So that's probably why we can teach you how to make pierogi. That's not a problem. Yes. (laughs) We do pierogi workshop. I've definitely had it. Yeah. Great. Very traditional. (laughs) New Zealand, of course, was doing really well during Olympics. 20 medals. Uh, Have you noticed any good results achieved by maybe Polish athletes, Polish female cyclists, perhaps? And and the women's peloton, you know, so I'm retired now a few (laughs) years, but um, obviously I'm still like in the sport on the other side. So I coach um, in direct teams, but yeah, there's a really good a good Polish girl, and she's you know one of the top ones in the world. And she didn't have uh, such a good result, I don't think, in Tokyo. But it wasn't really you know a reflection of where she's at at the moment. But yeah, it's Kaja, 
and what, I was she the one know, who was pay. who was for a very long time she was ahead of the the group and then she dropped down oh, just no actually she's another one and she had a great race yeah so she was in the big um, break of the day and I mean she almost got a medal yeah, um, yeah, I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to remember her name but she that was so cool and like but she was definitely riding in support of mm. Kaja and um I like Nuia Doma I think I'm not, maybe I'm not saying it right, but Kaja Nuria Doma. So she's like definitely one of the stars of, mm. of Polish um, mm. like cycling. So, but yeah, the girl that was in the breakaway all day. Um, yeah, I was really hoping that, that they would stay away like the Austrian girl did and, and get a medal. And it didn't happen <laughs> in the very last moment. Yeah. And then there's actually a really good Polish girl um, on the track. So she does the same race that I did. She does the Omnium on the track. Daria, Daria, That's I don't know how you say her last name, Petrulik or something. But um, mm. yeah, unfortunately, she had a bad crash, actually ended up not being able to finish. So that was really sad for her because she's been going actually quite well the last four years. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I always keep an eye on, on the Polish um, cyclists as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Okay, Joanne. So, um, thank you for finding the time to to join us on Polish on Polish waves in Christchurch. It would be up utmost pleasure to meet you in person when you yeah. down here um, down under again. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so please, I don't know when that's going to be. So uh, we, have to we, see. Yeah. Well, we no hope when I can, can come travel. without a quarantine. Yes, <laughs> yes. Exactly we're hoping. Right. We're hoping soon. Yeah. So uh, oh, we will no. stay in touch and we will keep you updated with all the preparations for next year's celebration and we we will um, definitely uh, know, uh, get to know or find out where the Kisanowskis are and we let them know that we spoke to you. So if you can join us in sharing this information as well. Yeah, we just want to uh, challenge you. I know you're tired, but you need to just learn one Polish or not one, but, but just uh, saying uh, goodbye. Do widzenia. Perfect. Do widzenia. Perfect. Do widzenia. Perfect. Well done. Thank you very much for speaking with us. Yes, we just probably let you go to sleep because I think it's very late yeah. now <laughs> where you yeah, are. Yeah, it's just coming up to 11 p.m. But I'm oh, a okay. night owl, so that's, that's oh. totally fine. Well, I'm wide awake. All the best for your new adventures, uh, Joanne, and hopefully to see you uh, in person one day. And uh, we wish you all all the very best. Thank Until you. next Thank time, you. Do Vizenia. Welcome back. And since we are talking heritage as well as the Olympics, I need to draw your attention to an event that is happening this month in August in Christchurch, and it's a Christchurch Family History Expo. We spoke about it a few times before, but it's worth mentioning that um, August marks the arrival of Polish early settlers into this region on the board of Friedeburg. And the Family Expo program for this month that is going to be held in Turanga Library has got one Polish touch should I say. It's a, it's a history of arrival of Polish migrants by our good friend Margaret Copeland. She is going to present the story of Polish families that arrived here in August 1872. 
And that story is going to be about journey through four generations as they integrate into New Zealand mainstream society and yet retain some remnant of their Polish identity. Many of them are still rediscovering their Polish identity through different means, like Joanne Kisanowski through her talks to talk to us just earlier. So this is an interesting storytelling event, and we are inviting you to join. The expo is going to be held at Turanga Library on the 21st and the 22nd of this month, August. Please join us, Margaret Copeland, who... I must add, for her work on the recognizing um, and uh, contributing to the Polish culture. She was a recipient of a medal in 2020. From a Polish government, from from the Ministry of Culture. That's right. And because uh, she is professional storyteller, historian, researcher, Mm -hmm. well-known in Canterbury. That's right. And she is also of Polish origin. So... Join her or join us in at Turanga in August. And to sum it up, we are going to listen to a Polish song, Hey Sokoły, which is a song about Polish falcons, mountains, forests, valleys. Enjoy. Moja mała, a ja 
tutaj w obcej stronie Dniem i nocą tęsknię do niej Hej, 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 sokoły Pomijajcie góry, lasy doły Dzwon, 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 dzwoneczku Mój stepowy skowroneczku Hej, 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 sokoły Pomijajcie góry, lasy doły Dzwon, 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 dzwoneczku A jak umrę, pochowajcie na zielonej Ukrainie Przy kochanej mej dziewczynie Hej, 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 sokoły Pomijajcie góry, lasy, doły Dzwon, 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 dzwoneczku Mój stepowy skowroneczku Hej, 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 sokoły Pomijajcie góry, lasy, doły I have to say that I'm still overwhelmed by uh, this conversation and uh, that interview Sylvia had with Joanne. You have to say that was fantastic. Mm. Just thinking that um, she is Olympian from from Christchurch, and uh, I'm seeing her uncle every week. <laughs> shopping, <laughs> uh, shopping uh, in Kisanowski's region. So you know, just it's, it's it's amazing. And now it's time to say goodbye. You are listening to Polish Waves on Plains FM. Please check our Facebook page for summaries, news and more of interesting Polish facts. And don't forget to tune in to our next program on Friday 10th of September. Do usłyszenia!